0: third chapter of the book of Joshua. And we'll begin at the first verse. It says, Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Achaia, uh, from Achaia Grove, and came to the Jordan. And he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. And so it was after three days that the officers went through the camp. And they commanded the people, saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God, and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Verse 4, yet there shall be a space between you and it of about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. So it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest. Dropping down to the 16th verse there, that the waters which came down from upstream stood still. And rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside uh, beside Zerotan. So the waters that went down into the Sea of Aramah, the salt sea, failed and were cut off. And the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priests who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. May God have a blessing to the reading of his word. And uh, we're going to uh, be speaking from Amen. We're going to be speaking from the subject getting past Your Jordan. Amen. Can you say that with me? Getting past your Jordan. Hallelujah. Amen. Getting past your Jordan. Well, I believe that uh, looking back, the Old Testament was written uh, for our example. Amen. Uh, There are many object lessons that we can find amen, in the text of the Old Testament. And when the Lord brought the nation of Israel out from Egypt, and he led them to the Promised Land, uh, it took two years for them to make the trip to get to the Jordan. And uh, it was during that time that the Lord gave them his law, and he taught them how to worship him, uh, and uh, other things that were necessary and needful. So it wasn't a direct uh, march from Egypt uh, to the Jordan. And uh, they, they they stopped by Mount Sinai, and, uh, and God gave them uh, his law and, and what happened. And uh, when they got to the Jordan River, instead of going forward in faith, the people of Israel amen, refused to claim their inheritance in Canaan. They wanted to turn around. They got discouraged from the report, amen, of the ten spies, amen, or ten of the spies of the twelve uh, that had gone over to spy out the land. And when the spies came back, uh, two of them, uh, uh, Joshua and Caleb, said, we're ready, let's do it, amen, we, we're well able. Uh, uh, to take the land. But there were 10 who said, oh no, we can't do it. they are giants in the land. And in our eyes, we look like grasshoppers beside them. And uh, so, uh, the report of the 10 spies, how how many know that it seems like bad news always goes over? A, A lot quicker than good news. And and people have a tendency to focus on the negative mm-hmm. instead of the positive. Right. And so uh the, 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 the children of Israel uh, they balked and they said what will happen to our babies we can't we, we we can't go over there we can't cross that Jordan and uh they wanted to turn around and go back to Egypt. Back to the very people that had enslaved them. And God got angry. Amen. God got angry and he punished them severely for their lack of faith. He condemned them to wander around the wilderness between Canaan and Egypt until that whole generation of those who refused to enter the promised land died off. Everybody that was 30 years of age or older except Joshua and Caleb died in the wilderness. And when, uh, and, and, and that's why, uh, you know, when you study and read the Bible, some, that they estimate a generation as being 30 years uh, represents a generation. Uh, and when the years of wrath and death had expired, the children of Israel were poised once again, a new generation. I heard uh, T.V. Jakes call them desert babies. Amen. A new generation was ready to claim the inheritance in the land of promise. And they were confronted once again with the Jordan River. And before they could entertain it first they had to get, amen, uh, past that final major obstacle, the Jordan River. And uh, normally this would not have presented much of a problem since the Jordan was, amen, only about 100 feet wide at Gilgal, where they crossed. But God brought them to the Jordan at the time of the harvest, as it says there. And, uh, Those who've been there during harvest time, amen, relate that the Jordan River swells to an impassable width of over a mile. Why? There was no way that they were going to be able to cross that river on their own. They needed God's help. They needed supernatural help. And it seems that God always does things in such a way that men and women can't boast about, look what I did by my own power and my own might. And this crossing over the Jordan was to be no exception. And as I said, my subject is getting past your Jordan. Because I believe that all of us, face his or her on Jordan from time to time. We all face obstacles that will prevent us or tries to prevent us from crossing over and reaching our victory. We deal with obstacles that would hinder us from obtaining our spiritual victory in our lives. And we may feel that we will never be able to enter the canine of victory and enjoy the abundant life that Jesus promised for believers. Now, while it is true that I don't know exactly what you're facing, but one thing that I do know is that all of us are facing something. And another thing I know is that we serve a God who specializes in overcoming the overwhelming amen, and in leading his children to victory, getting past your Jordan, and and and, and I want to share, amen, as we talk about getting past your Jordan today, amen, I believe that from the word of God, there is a prescription that if utilized, if taken, will help us get past the thing that's been hindering us, you all with me today? Hallelujah. Amen. So, amen. There are uh, three major points that I want to talk about today. And the first one is that there's a message to consider. Amen. In order to get past your Jordan, amen, there was a strategy that God uh, had Joshua share with the children of Israel. And I'd like for us to look at it today. Amen. There was a message to consider. Amen. And the message involved a challenge. For when it came time for the people to move forward to cross the Jordan, God had a message that they needed to hear. And in the words they heard, they were challenged to do three very important things. And these things were designed to help them follow, amen, uh, the Lord better. Amen. How many of us know we'd be much better off if we learned how to follow God a lot better? Amen. Amen. We we, we need to do a better job of being followers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, these same things that they needed to hear, amen, I believe today will help you follow the Lord better as well. So the first thing, that we know from the Word of God. And uh, you'll notice it says there was a message to consider. This is uh, found in Joshua 3, verses 1 through 13. The first thing that they needed to, uh, the first message that was given to the camp was to watch God. I want you to say that with me. Watch God. Notice that the Ark of the Covenant is mentioned some seven times in chapter 3 of Joshua. The Ark, if you will remember, is a special piece of tabernacle furniture that symbolized the presence and the power of God. And when the Ark was in the Holy of Holies, the glory of God rested upon it. It was the dwelling place. Of God on the earth. To Israel it represented. God's presence. In the midst of his people. And in other words. When God moved. They were to move. And when God stopped. They were to stop. Notice the. Officers. uh, Went through. The camp. And told them get ready and watch for the moving of the ark, which that's what we're talking about. Because somebody might say, well, uh, uh, you're talking about watch God. How can I watch God? Well, the children of Israel couldn't see God either. But they knew the symbols that represented the presence of God. For them, the Ark of the Covenant, and, 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 and any of us that have seen the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark, amen, you've got a picture in your mind what the Ark of the Covenant looked like. Representation in the movie. They couldn't see God himself, but they could see the symbols that God uh, inhabited. And when they saw the ark move, they knew that God was on the move. And when they saw the ark stop, they knew that God had stopped. Now there's a valuable spiritual lesson in this passage for you and me. And we would well, or we would do well uh, when we face times of crisis. Uh, or when we need direction in life, uh, to learn to be sensitive to the movement of the Lord in and around us. Yes. See, I want, you to, I want you to consider they're standing before the very River Jordan and they're about to be tested in a test that their parents didn't pass. This is, this is a critical time. Oh, yes. This is a critical time. Yeah. And, and and when I talk about, amen, that, I said three things. That uh, uh, instruction that they got to help them to be able uh, uh, to uh, cross over their joy. Uh-huh. Watch God. Watch God. There's a verse of scripture I want to share with you. Uh, and I've got to be honest with you. I have never looked at this scripture in this light before. And I hope that uh, you'll look at, it, look at it in a different light as well. Uh, John 5 and 19. And in John 5, 19 through 20, notice what Jesus said. Jesus then answered. And said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does and he will show him greater works than these that you may mark. Whenever I read that scripture before I, I, I understood it I thought and it makes sense to me when I learn that Jesus, notice that Jesus said to him, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. I recognize that there was a uh, an order in the Godhead, and that we don't serve three gods; we serve uh, one God who manifested Himself in three persons. And and when it comes to the, the the personalities in the Godhead, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. And and but but one thing I recognize is that uh, Christ when he came in the flesh, obtained a better name by uh, his obedience to the will of the Father. And so, I didn't think it strange when I learned that Jesus said, I don't act independently on my own. For the Son can do nothing of himself. But what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. And so up to now, everything that I've said, uh, probably those of you that have looked at that scripture, you kind of thought along the same lines. But here's where my thinking got expanded. And it got expanded at this point where, when I told you that the first instruction that the officers communicated to the children of Israel, what did they tell them to do? Watch the army. When it moves, you move. Yes. When it stops, you stop. And I brought that instruction down to us in that we've got to watch God hallelujah. And in fact, uh, or it is a fact that God loves you. Jesus said that when we become his, when when we become uh, uh, believers and and, and accept Christ uh, as our Lord and Savior, Jesus said the same love that the Father has for Christ, he has the same love for us. Am I telling the truth? Same love. And so, it is a fact that God loves you. And and what we need to understand, and and I had to even think about it in natural terms we got fathers and mothers here. Mm -hmm. And in natural terms, when uh, your children, as they grow and mature, that's important what I just said, Mm -hmm. our children, as they grow and mature, we begin to share more and more with them because we love them. Yeah. Now there's some things we don't share because they can't handle it yet. But the more they mature, there's some things, there's some lessons that I paid dearly to learn. And I'm not God, you're not God, but there's some lessons that I paid dearly to learn. There's some mistakes that I made that, Amen. I, I got it, and I say, you don't do it like that. And when our children are around us, that's fellowship. Right. Yeah. Anybody get what I'm saying here? That's fellowship. Uh and and, and and it's so sad that uh the enemy uh would like to keep us divided They like to keep us separated. Amen. We need uh uh we we, we need good fellowship. Right. There's some family members uh be honest with you. <laughs>
1: It ain't fellowship when I get around.
0: And there are some times when I think, you know what? (laughs)
1: Enough singing.
0: But I'm talking about where fellowship takes place. And conversation takes place. You know, we put our phones down, put our tablets down, and talk with one another. And share with one another. Well, in the same instance, God loves us.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, and 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 what Jesus says here, it takes, it, it takes on a whole new meaning when Jesus said, Amen, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. And whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. God's been trying to show us something. If we would pay attention. Y'all, y'all hear me? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. And 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 not only, amen, is it a fact that God loves you and me, but that he will show us what he's doing. If you're watching, he will teach you how to live day by day, day by day, I don't know whether you know it or not, but that's the price of admission right there, I got two more principles that I want to bring out, but that one right there, if we could grasp that, and begin to, uh, 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 Operate in the knowledge that God is trying to show us some things. And I'm not just talking about when you get to church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm giving the instruction at church, but this is something that is applicable in our lives on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. God wants to show us something. I remember when uh, the prophet Elijah, was surrounded by the army that was coming to get him. and his servant woke up and saw them surrounded by the army, and he was alas, my master, what are we going to do? And Elijah wasn't perturbed, wasn't upset. He just said, "They that are with us, or they that are with us, are more than they that are against us." And his servant, I believe it was Gehazi, his servant looked around like, "What are you talking He said, we're surrounded. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, open his eyes. And when God opened the servant's eyes, he saw that the army that thought they had them surrounded were themselves surrounded.
1: Uh
0: With a heavenly army. My God. Would you just pray this prayer with me? Lord, Lord, I'm watching. Show me what I need to see. see. Hallelujah. Oh my God. So the first instruction that the children of Israel got was watch. And when God moves, you move. And when God stops, you stop. Now, a lot of us, we're waiting on marching orders, and we like to move. But there are a lot of us that don't know when it's necessary to stop. There are some times when God will say, be still, and know that I am God. And there are a lot of us, we get antsy when we got to wait. A lot of us don't like to wait, but 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 uh, you can be sure that if God tells you to wait, yes. there's a good reason behind it. Yes. Hallelujah. Valuable spiritual lesson. So, what's the first one? Watch God. You all got that? Yes. Amen. Watch God. The second one is follow God. Follow God. Notice what Jesus said uh, in, in the verse that we were reading there, uh, John 5, 19 and 20. Uh, there at the end of the 19th verse, he said, uh, Well, uh, exactly I'm gonna read I'm gonna start at the beginning. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. And whatever he does, the Son also does how? In In like manner. Be an imitator of God. And so we're talking about the second one then, follow God. When the Ark of the Covenant moves, they were to leave their place and go after it. Not only were they to watch God, but they were to move when he did. They were to pursue God. I believe there's an author that wrote a book entitled, I'm a God Chaser. Mm -hmm. Amen. I'm a God Chaser. You have to cultivate and develop a passion to long for God, to, 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 to run after God. You know, we were singing a song or we were hearing a song sung earlier about, amen, uh, running after me, amen, running after me, his love, amen, is pursuing me. And the Bible talks about blessings will overtake you. But I believe that there are some things in God Mm -hmm. that you will only receive when you pursue him. Hallelujah. When you take out time and make him a priority, follow God. Again, there's a lesson for believers, and the lesson is that it isn't enough to know what God is doing. There comes a time when you must leave the place and go after him. This may require that we leave our comfort zone. Israel was about to follow the ark through the river that was over a mile wide. And that couldn't have been easy. But it was still necessary and right. Following God may not be the easiest thing you will ever do. But it will be the best thing that you will ever do. And if you expect to get past your obstacles and enter into your kingdom, you must learn to follow God. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Order my steps, Lord. Order my steps. Hallelujah. So, number one was what? Watch God. Watch God. Number two was follow God. Number three is honor God. Notice that the Israelites were told to stay at least 3,000 feet behind the ark. This was so that they could easily see what was happening ahead of them. Another reason is the Lord wanted no one but the Levites near the ark. To get too close would have meant death we got to honor God. Yeah. There's a lesson for us to learn from this as well. Amen. We must never be guilty of treating God like one of our buddies. There must always be a holy reverence and fear of the Lord in our hearts. God helps us that we never allow the spirit of familiarity. To cheapen our walk with the Lord. Regardless of what we go through, amen, with the holy and righteous God, amen, we are still nothing but sinners saved by his marvelous grace. Don't get too familiar with God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, There's a distance. And, and and the other reason and I think for the distance was there was over a million of them that were that were going across the Jordan and when you got a million people then used to you know uh, uh, in order for everybody to, to, to see and to be able to make the turn it takes time but they were to honor God and that's one thing that I think that uh, we want to be careful that we don't forget. Yeah. So simply put, these three things are not most easily accomplished. Or uh, Let me say it like this. The, the three things that I talked about, and the three things were watch God, follow God, and honor God. And the best way to accomplish these three things is to walk in the Spirit. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. The Bible said as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Mm -hmm. Now, the message involved a command. Next, the people were told to sanctify themselves. This referred to being sure that they were clean and as holy as possible. They were to put away anything that was displeasing to the Lord. They were to examine themselves and get ready for the Lord to do something great in their midst. So, preparation was necessary. If you and I expect to get past our Jordan or the Jordans that arise in our lives, we're going to have to learn that one of the things that we must do is to examine ourselves and to make sure we are as clean as possible. May the Lord help us recognize the many things that happen in our lives that can prevent us from walking with Christ in victory. Not only did the message contain a command, the message also involved a commitment. Amen. The message also involved uh, a commitment. And uh, the message to the Israelites was to remind them that getting across the Jordan, uh, they couldn't do it on their own. But it was the Lord's doing. And it was marvelous in their sight. Amen. It was his problem. And, and and he was going to demonstrate it in a very powerful powerful fashion it's also interesting that the Jordan at that time was flooded I've said that before uh it was flooded and the waters were rapid uh the current was rapid and uh and yet that was no hinder to God does not change. If God uh, could be trusted to keep his promise for them, he could be trusted to keep his promise for us. Often we're unable to get past the obstacles in our lives because we live a life that exhibits a deep lack of faith in the promises of God. How do I know that? Well, because we're in doubt watch the lives of many of the people of God. We worry about tomorrow. Yet the Lord told us in uh, Matthew 6 and 34 not to worry about the things of tomorrow. We worry over material things. Yet the Lord has promised us that he will supply, amen, uh, uh, all that we need according to his riches and glory. I believe Philippians 4.19. We worry about facing the various trials in life. Amen. Yet, uh, God has promised us that he would be with us even to the end. Yeah. Hebrews 13 and 5. We worry about so many different things, yet the Lord tells us that worry is a sin and it is that it is our duty to trust him. Yeah. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens. The bottom line is that we serve a powerful God. And in Romans 1 and 17, it talks about whatsoever is not of faith is sin. In Romans uh, 14, 23, why are you fearful? Or rather, Matthew 8, 26, why are ye fearful? Oh, ye of little faith. And in Romans uh, there, talks about the just shall live by faith. So uh, here they are facing a test. A test that their parents didn't pass. But God is, notice what God does this time. He doesn't let spies bring back another report. He gives them their marching order. There's a message to consider and then not only is there a message to consider, there's a miracle to consider as well. Talk about the Jordan's flood. They didn't have enough time and materials to build a bridge that would support over a million people crossing the Jordan. They didn't have boats, And if they would have been Waiting on boats, they would have been sitting ducks for the enemies. There was only one way around their problem, and that was through it. Have you ever sized up your Jordan, whatever it is that's been your obstacle in life, and thought about how big it was? Maybe you looked at it and concluded there's no way around through or past this problem. I suppose we've all been like that. We've been like the ten spies. Amen. We've sized up our problems and we think that it is more than we can ever face. That was in Numbers, 13th chapter, uh, verses 31 through 33. But you see, our problem is the same one that we always have when we face difficult situations. We forget about God. Yeah. We only focus on the problem. But God only sees solutions. Where we look at things and say, there's no way. God looks at the problem and says, follow me. I have a plan. Oh, I, 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 I tell you, that's good. That's, that's good instruction. Amen. Stop looking at your problem. And start looking for God.
1: Yes.
0: and when you find him, God will say, follow me, I've got a plan. Uh-huh. Yes. There was a plan when God said that uh, when the feet of the priests enter the Jordan, I'm going to part the waters and lead you through on dry ground. I'm going to, uh, uh, but you know, there was a catch to this plan, and it was that the waters would not part until the priests who were carrying the ark stepped in the water. In other words, it took a step of faith whereby the people obediently followed the Lord for them to see their miracle come to pass. That's a lesson for you and me today. Too often we want the Lord to just fix everything in our lives for us. And we don't want to have to make any decisions. Nor do we want to have to uh, uh, exercise our faith in him. We just want him to do it, and that will be the end of it. However, most times, God will require us to take steps of faith in order that we might see our Jordan's part. Hallelujah. Praise God. And not only uh, was there a step of faith, but, amen, uh, they had to do something. Many times when you step out on God, God will cause us to do something. Yeah. When the priest stepped into the raging river, it parted, and God opened up a path of dry ground through the water for his people. Now, by the way, verse 16 says that the water is backed up to the city of Adam. That's some 20 miles north from where the children of Israel were crossing. God made them a path through the water that was more than adequate for over a million people to get through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to remember that faith honors God. And God honors faith. Mm -hmm. And when he moves in power and takes care of the problem, it won't just be patched up and ready to fall apart again. It will be done right. Yes. Thank you. And it will be done forever. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. I was thinking about how God specializes. And I'm not going to be much longer, but I was thinking about how God specializes in cutting our problems down to size. And I thought about a very familiar Bible passage to most of us uh, when uh, David was a young lad and he had to face Goliath. And he walked out into the valley to face Goliath and he faced an opponent that he could never, he never could have defeated on his own. Mm -hmm. That giant was about 10 feet tall And when he went into that valley with a sling and five smooth stones and faith in a powerful God. When David cast that stone at Goliath, the giant fell to the earth. And David ran toward Goliath. In fact, he was running toward him when he had the sling. But when David uh, David ran toward Goliath after he fell, drew Goliath's own sword and took off the giant's head. Now, I never thought about it this way before, but there's a question that arises after David has cut Goliath's head off with Goliath's own sword. And when David took off the giant's head, was the giant still there? I'm asking a question. When David cut off Goliath's head, was the giant still there? Yes, he was. Oh, it's not a true question. Yeah, he was still there. Of course. But you know what? He was no longer 10 feet tall. Now he's about 9 feet long. Was well, anybody listening to me? God has a way of taking things that we cannot get past and fixing it where we'll be able to get over. Amen. where you'll be able to get over. My, 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 my. Thank you, Lord. There's a miracle to consider. Hallelujah. And, and notice what it, it's just a shift in position. Position there's some things that we think are so difficult and we forget the God who we serve. (laughs) Last one. There's a memorial to consider. There's a message to consider. There's a miracle to consider. And there's a memorial to consider. We didn't read, but in Joshua Uh, chapter 4 verses 1-24 through when we talk about the memorial when all of the people had passed over the Jordan Joshua commanded one man from each tribe to go back and get a rock from the midst of the Jordan and build a memorial on the Canaan side that memorial is worth us taking a look at today amen the purpose of the memorial Amen. The purpose of the memorial was to remind successive generations of the power and faithfulness of God on behalf of his people. And that memorial would be an important landmark to those that would come after them. And and we need to uh, establish some memorials in our lives as well. But now I caution you, amen, uh, because we don't want to embalm the past. By doing so and crippling the future, there's some things in the past that need to stay in the past. Amen. Was anybody listening to? Amen. Amen. I'm not saying make a memorial out of everything. Amen. There's some things that are dead that need to be buried. Yeah, Many churches have done uh, that and are suffering as a result because they embalm something that needs to be buried and they keep it around. But amen. We want to never forget that the Lord, what the Lord has done. And, and see, sometimes when I talk about stuff that need to be buried, some people they spend a lot of time talking about what the devil did. Uh-huh. The devil did this, and uh-huh. the devil did that, the devil, the devil, the devil's the devil. The devil's busy. And, all right, all right. The devil is busy, but tell me what God has done. Yeah. Tell me what God is doing. Yeah. Never forget what the Lord has done for you in your yesterdays. In those yesterday experiences, amen, that will, amen, help strengthen you uh, for today's trial. When you remember, amen, uh, all my life he's been faithful. All my life he's been good. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them who passing through the valley of Baca make it well, and the rains also fill the pools. Amen. Amen. Psalms 84, 5 through 6. Uh, as believers, we need to erect some visible memorials to the glory of God. When the Lord works in our lives, we should memorialize it. We should talk about it. We should share it with others. Write about it in a journal, or uh, spread the word about it. What God did, we should honor Him for His faithful work in our lives. Now, listen. There, there, there are going to be some that are going to be coming behind us. We've got our children and our grandchildren, young people, new believers, Amen, who are following in the path that, Amen, we've already, Amen, walked. And as they journey and seek to grow in God, we need to be able to, uh, or they need to be able to see the memorials that have been left by those that have gone on before them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then I think about the picture that's in the memorial. You know, it's interesting to notice Joshua had them construct two memorials. One was on the Canaan side of the Jordan where they piled up uh, the stones out of the midst of the Jordan. But there was another. There was a pile of stones that were in the middle of the Jordan. They had them stacked up in the middle of the Jordan. And when the waters came back together, the waters covered them up. Nobody could see them, again, because the water's covered. Now, the pile of stones that was on the shore was a memorial to the faithfulness of God. The pile of stones in the midst of the Jordan that were covered by the water was a memorial the faithfulness of God's people who trusted who stepped out when God said step out and even though uh, it couldn't be seen it was a picture of the faith of the people you see no one could see the power that was covered in the water, but God. It stood as a monument to the faith of the people. And you see, when you face a time of trials, others are often guilty of misjudging us, misjudging our motives, misjudging our actions. But only God knows our heart. Even though Israel couldn't see it, they knew that the monument was there. And they remembered that they had believed God then, and it worked. And this was a monument that not only was in the middle of the Jordan, but it was a monument that they kept in their hearts. Oh, we need those kinds of monuments as well. As I said often, uh, when we're going through, a lot of times people will misjudge you. Mm-hmm. Misjudge your intentions. Right. Misjudge what you're all about. That, I, I don't know, have you ever been, all you meant was good. Yeah. All you meant was to try to help. Right. But that's not what the people saw. They, 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 they saw something completely different, and there's nothing you can say
1: right.
0: Right. to convince them differently. In times like that, you've got to know, if they don't see, God, you see what's in my heart. Thank you. It's interesting uh, to me, I talked about David killing Goliath. And uh, those of you that know the story uh, know how that King Saul, at first, tried to get David to wear his armor to go to battle. And when David tried on uh, uh, King Saul's armor, it didn't fit. The armor was made for a bigger man. And David was not comfortable. And, and, and David, you know, he, he, he thanked him for the honor. But he said, I, 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 I can't use it. And so he gave the king his armor back. Now we all know that. But something that I didn't know until recently I didn't know that after David killed Goliath he took Goliath's armor and put it in his tent you can find that in 1 Samuel 17 and 54 stop Think about that He took Goliath's armor off of him after he killed him and took and put it in his tent. Why did he do that? It was a memorial. It was a reminder that no matter how great the obstacle, There is nothing when it is placed alongside the God of heaven. Oh, yeah. We we, we need to, amen, have some memorials at our house. Amen. Uh, We need to sometimes even have some memorials at the church. Something that reminds us. And and, and you know what? Uh, Brother Keith pictures. Amen. And and, and and just about now, everybody's got a, a, a camera in their phone. Right. How many times am I somewhere, and I'm looking, and I'm seeing something, and then after the fact I go, man, I wish I would have got a picture. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it's not enough just to keep the pictures on your memory card. And some of us use Facebook and that, that. But you know what? There's some times when you need to get it printed. You are? And sometimes and, and sometimes when you need to hang it. Yeah. Amen. Where you can see it and where others can see it. Hallelujah. There's a memorial to consider. Hallelujah. So I invite you as I come to the conclusion of this message. I believe God had me to share this with you today because there are some of you that have been going around the same mountain time and time again. And it's time to cross over. It's time to get past your joy. Would you stand on your feet? To those that are in our live stream audience, I believe that that word has come to you and that now is the acceptable time today is the day of salvation and there's, there, there, there's somebody listening to me that uh, there's an issue that you've been one minute you're, 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 you're ready to move and then the next minute you draw back and say well I'm scared I'm scared Hallelujah. Stop being scared. Follow, well, uh, watch God. Yeah. Follow God. Uh-huh. Honor God. Yeah. And then brag on God. Yeah. Somebody said, What did you preach today? I preached. Watch God. Uh Follow God. Uh Honor God. Brag on God. And if you do that, you will get over your joy. Hallelujah. Let's look away to God. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the liberating power. That's in your word. And we thank you for uh, revelation knowledge. We thank you, God, for causing us to look at some scriptures differently than we've ever looked at them before. And, And Lord, we believe. We are believing by faith because we know that the word works. And we're believing by faith that as we follow you as we watch you and follow you and honor you and brag on you. That it's going to impact our lives in a powerful way. And we will truly be the overcomers that you called for us to be. So God, I thank you right now for liberating faith. I thank you that somebody's free from their fears. Fear of what might happen. Fear of what about this. Lord, I thank you today that the words go forth. And as they respond to your word, uh, 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 I thank you. You have not given us a spirit of fear. But I thank you for a sound mind. Oh, somebody help me say a sound mind. Sound a, sound sound mind. Sound a sound mind. mind. Clear thinking. Hallelujah. I'm thanking you for it right now. In Jesus mighty name. And Lord God, if there are any that are uh, uh, in our audience and, and, and don't know you uh, 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 as it comes to salvation. oh well God, we're, 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 we're casting the gospel net. We're making the invitation now. Your word said that whosoever come up unto you, you would in no wise cast them out. And if you're not saved, I'm going to ask you to pray with me. If you're a backslider, I'm going to ask you to pray with me right now, right now, and ask God to work the miracle of salvation in your life. Would you just say it with me right now? Lord Jesus, forgive me. I've made mistakes, and I've done things that I should not have done. But your word says that whosoever come up unto you, You would in no wise cast out. Your word said that if I would confess my sin, you're faithful and willing to forgive me of my sin and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And so, God, I come to you just as I am. I come to you just as I am. I invite you to come in my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Lord, save me. Lord, restore me. Lord, heal me. Lord, I thank you for hearing my prayer and for working the miracle of salvation in my life. I thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you pray with us that prayer and ask God to come in Amen. In our comments, if you're on live stream in the comments, let us know. Pastor, I pray with you. And I ask, amen, the Lord to come in. And, uh, amen. All oh, heaven rejoice over one member repented than and over 99 just saints. Amen. So we're going to get ready to release you, amen, at this time. And uh, let's...